The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTalkPod. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Big Joe. And Carl Carafel. Yeah, it's Mighty Joe Moran back here on Termuckle Talk for episode 196. Guys, we are four episodes away from our 200th episode in about a month. Pretty crazy. That's how we're getting to that landmark, and it's going to be a pretty cool show. I've got something kind of special lined up there, but we'll let you guys know more on that as we kind of uh, get closer to the date. Uh, of course, as always, I have my brother, my partner in crime, Mr. Carl Carafel. Welcome to Termuckle Talk. Not just welcome, but I am here as well. Pretty much usual. Yeah. Um, this this uh, last few months has been pretty shit for me, <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to get into any details. But it's been pretty bad. It's 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 been pretty bad. And uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm here. I I, I got to move on. I got I got to live life. I got to continue to do the things that I do. And this is one of the things that brings me just a little bit of joy to my Mondays. And I hope. I really hope that even after 196 episodes that we are bringing you a little bit of joy. And as uh, Mighty Joe, we got to change that up now on the intro because, uh, you know, our, our friend uh, our, our friend there says um, Big Joe. Still saying Big right? Joe. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, we got to change that up again somehow, some way, somehow. And uh, change it over to Mighty Joe because that's what he wants to be called now, Mighty Joe Morin. So we will get that changed at some point for you guys. But as he mentioned, four episodes away from two that's a huge milestone. Not a lot of people even make it past 50. And for us to be at 200, I'm blown away right now. So I hope that this episode coming to you brings you just a little bit of joy, a little bit of disbelief from your crap that is going on in your life and that we can just indulge you and uh, make things a little bit of fun for you. Yeah, I've been kind of asked about the the Mighty Joe Morin thing. For those wondering, I was on Destino a little while ago, and Jargo started using that uh, that phrase, and it just it just kind of stuck. So I just kind of rolled with it. And uh, yeah, I'll have to get a hold of our friend Mr. Richard Bronson Vickery uh, from the Hitting the Marks to uh, to uh, maybe revamp that intro. And uh, you know, leading into the holidays, you know, no better time than any for our hashtag RBV, RBV Fitness. Um, for those wondering what RBV Fitness is, just go check out his Facebook page and then you'll see what I'm getting at. It actually doesn't involve exercise of any kind. <laughs> yeah, just go to Facebook and use the hashtag yeah. RBV 
fitness and and yeah i mean it's fantastic i love it it really really is and of course uh on turnbuckle talk again returning guest mr ryan k bowman from sports keto welcome back sir you know i gotta be honest with you guys when i think of rick the last thing i thing i think about is fitness (laughs) right (laughs) physically or mentally (laughs) but i am rocking an ohio bobcats jersey and hat awesome in honor of the great rbv this week so cool well uh, speak of honoring we do have to start the episode off in a bit of a, 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 a sad note before we get to all the positives here i will uh, pull up the graphic um and i will play the audio and then we will uh, talk about this here we go good evening this past week we lost a beloved member of our wwe family hall of famer pat patterson tonight we pay tribute to a man who touched our hearts and inspired everyone through his incredible mind, body, and spirit. Please join us in a moment of silence and the traditional 10-bell salute. So there we go, Mr. Pat Patterson, just kind of a staple in, in WWE, you know, for a good portion of time when I started watching. I mean, just somebody that I never really got to see much of his in-ring work, but always just knew that, you know, he was somebody working behind the scenes over at the WWF and then the WWE. I mean, he was a fellow Canadian, somebody of, uh, you know, some very... He was somebody of some significance in professional wrestling, I think more than especially some of this newer generation really realize. What's your take definitely off? is. I mean, to say that Pat Patterson was a staple in the WWF and the WWE is, is pretty much an understatement. I mean, it, it seems as though that forever Pat Patterson had had been within the uh, within the conglomerate of uh, Vince McMahon's corporation. Um, I mean, going back uh, even like pre Vince McMahon Jr. Like, I mean, it just seems like he's been there absolutely forever. And um, one, one of those things that you you, you never really saw. Uh, a bad point with uh, with Pat Patterson, like you never saw you never saw him him upset or down or or anything like that. I mean, sure, you you saw some 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 pretty uh, different stuff coming from him when it came to uh, like Legends House yeah. when WWE did uh, did that with a whole bunch of the different legends. You you got to see you know a little bit of a different side of Pat Patterson, uh, but it almost felt that it was it was real Pat Patterson that it wasn't just the on-screen t- 
television person, Pat Patterson, that you saw, you kind of almost, because they tried to make it like reality TV, right? So it, it really felt like that was... Pat Patterson, you know, a guy who had human emotions, a guy who who got upset, a guy who uh, loved to laugh and loved to rib and loved to just be life. Right. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 tough. This one here. Um, and then as, as Mighty Joe says there, you know, fellow Canadian as well, um, I, 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 I did find something that, that was a little bit interesting. And I don't know if either one of you know this or not, but um, Pat Patterson and this whole first intercontinental championship uh, person uh, winning uh, the, the title in a uh, uh, tournament in Rio de Janeiro. Um, I, I've come to learn that that was actually not true that the entire thing was fabricated by uh vince mcmahon jr who apparently just loved to hear pad patterson try to say rio de janeiro and got a kick out of the way he said it so they fabricated this whole thing and put it all together to introduce the intercontinental championship into the uh, wwf at the time uh, I and and I mean, still he ran with it all the way up until the end. He is still considered and classified as the first intercontinental champion, yeah. and he actually didn't even win it. Interesting. I'm, I was blown away. I was blown away. Um, we do have. Uh, somebody who is quite knowledgeable when it comes to these types of things right below us here in uh, Ryan K. Bowman, um, you know, writer for Sports Kita. Have you heard that, Ryan? And can you give any validity to the story that I just told? Yeah, that's absolutely true. It was fabricated title change. And, and basically, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why my throat is getting all messed up now, but no um, it was... Um, it was just basically a made-up story. It was an excuse to launch the Intercontinental title, and Vince put it on Pat Patterson. So that's absolutely 100% correct. <laughs> and um, I believe there's actually been a couple times that Vince fabricated that there was a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. I, I don't know wh- why it's that city, why he picked that. But yeah, who knows? Uh, my thoughts on Pat Patterson are a couple things. Number one, as a matchmaker, he was brilliant. And his fingerprints are all over some of the greatest moments in WWE history. And then also one thing that I thought about when he passed, I'll clear my throat at some point, trust me. Um, but at some point when, when, you know, he passed, I thought to myself, you know, I thought about what a great worker he was in the ring, which a lot of people don't know because they always just seen him as either the matchmaker or one of Vince's stooges and all that. But he was a terrific performer as a wrestler. And also, I think he was a groundbreaker because he was one of the first pro wrestlers to come out publicly as gay and was not had no fear about it. Yeah. This is who I am. Nowadays, we wouldn't think about that. But in the 70s, you know, people didn't come out of the closet no. and he did, you know, so in a lot of ways, you know, he had a lot of courage in, in the fact that he was very open about his public, or, I mean, his personal life. And, and he was very great as a professional wrestler. He was great as a matchmaker, but I, I thought that about his legacy, I think will be one of those things that he had a husband, I guess a husband, technically, I don't know if they were ever actually married, I'm but sure. you know, for all those years and he, uh, you know, that, that, took a lot of guts in 1975 to come out and say, Hey, I'm gay. You know, like I said, we got pro wrestlers now all 
you know, that are completely open about their sexuality and things like that. But that was just not something you guys know. You grew up in the 80s. That's something that people just didn't do. No. They, they did. And he was not afraid to come out and say, this is who I am. And what I like uh, about how that went down, I, I think it helped, uh, given the, the platform that he was on, you know, Legend House uh, of doing this. I, I like that it didn't, because typically when this kind of thing happens, <clears throat> now I have to clear my throat, um, is that it kind of overshadows everything else that they've done. And uh, that didn't seem to be the case with Pat. So I, I like that that was the case. And I mean, he was just the, the, the type to, I mean, you had mentioned um, Ryan with uh, being the Stooges. I mean, him and Jerry Briscoe almost kind of embraced that at moments, you know, even yeah. essentially calling himself the, the Stooges. And, but I mean, he was just somebody that, you know, behind the scenes was willing to, to help um, all the other talent, you know, just to, to kind of fine tune things, whether it be their character, whether it be something in the match itself. I mean, he was just, he was a very giving uh, person in that respect. And uh, like I said, just my biggest thing to take away from this was the fact that he was able to, to come out, but not have it overshadow everything else that he's done. That, 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 that is not easy Absolutely. to do. And I, and I give him, and I, I also don't do this very often, but I will give Vince and I'll give WWE props as well for doing that in a classy way and not, you know, poking fun out of it and uh, doing stuff like that. So uh, kudos to them for that. And this just shows you everybody. I mean, uh, you, you hear... <clears throat> You hear Mighty Joe and you hear Ryan and the and the clearing of the throats and the, uh, you know, kind of that's that's the type of impact that somebody uh, somebody that you, you don't even know that you just no. kind of saw and grew up watching. And and like that's the type of impact that that somebody can leave on you is is that um, you're filled with those emotions and that they they kind of get to you and they grip you a little bit. And uh, um, like I said, uh, something like this, I mean, is just. It's it's something that's 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 hard to kind of uh, that's kind of to to kind of deal with. Um, there's there's not too too many uh, professional wrestlers that uh, that have passed away, um, whether they were workers, on screen personalities, whatever it was. There the, there isn't a lot that that really kind of uh, kind of choked me up a little bit, um, but with Pat Patterson, it 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 definitely did, and it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy. For the memories that we have and i'm happy that we can still go back and 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 watch different stuff that he's done you know whether it was with bobby heenan whether with andre the giant whether with whoever whoever it was that he does he did something with we yeah. still have those that we can go back and watch and and have those memories and be able to uh to keep them watch them remember them and be happy by them for sure all right. like a groundbreaker in so many ways. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. many ways. Absolutely. All right. Uh, before we get to kind of uh, the main event uh, for this week, we are going to be talking about war games. I want to move over to AEW because we saw a pretty significant debut or appearance over at AEW. And we were talking about the Stinger uh, showing up on last week's episode of Dynamite. Um, before I kind of get my take on it here, um, I want to hear from our, our guest here, Mr. Ryan K. Bowman. What was your take on Sting showing up on AEW Dynamite? Well, I, I thought it was outstanding, but I think it's, it's another, um, <clears throat> it's another example of them bringing in a veteran that you have to use sparingly, like mm -hmm. they've done with DDP. They've done with Jake Roberts. I think obviously Sting's entering career is over or probably over. Absolutely. He may have one more match or two in him. But, you know, it's just another way that AEW is kind of like solidifying the fact that we can pretty much bring in anybody we want. Mm -hmm. And they just brought in 
you know, an icon in Sting. They call him the icon. And I just think that, um, you know, the debut was awesome. I thought that the reaction, you know, from what I saw on Twitter and, you know, online was amazing. But it, it'll be up to them to use him sparingly, use him to get over the younger talent. And, you know, whether it's managing them or being in a promo with them or something like that. But, I mean, obviously, he's not going to be a full-time roster member. He's not going to be in the ring every week or anything like that. He'll just be somebody that they're able to use for a few shots and get other people over. And that, that's the point is anytime you're around someone like that, it gives you the rub, yeah. as they say in the wrestling business, the rub of you're just close to that person that and you're associated with them. And I think that's kind of what the goal is with bringing in Sting to AEW. What I'm hoping that they'll do, and they kind of hinted at it, was to, to make use of <laughs> him alongside with Darby Allen. I think that that is kind of a, a money deal, kind of similar to what uh, Jake has been doing with, uh, with Lance Archer. Um, along those lines, mm-hmm. when it comes to Sting being in the wrestling ring, uh, given that in the WWE side of things that it's come out recently that Vince was the one that shot down uh, the potential match between Sting and Undertaker. Uh, They need to tread carefully here and they need to steer clear of this thing that they're doing of poking and prodding uh, Vince in the WWE with this. So use Sting sparingly like like Ryan was saying. I gotta say though, I have no desire to see him in a wrestling match though. If they insist on doing that, I say, you know, do something possibly with Chris Jericho because I think that he'll protect Sting. But other than that, uh, it's a hard no for me. This man, just given the injury that essentially ended his career, I mean, it wouldn't take much to really really aggravate that again and then be completely done or even worse, which we don't want to see. So that's kind of my take. I want to see him kind of in that mentor type role, but I have no desire to see the Sting back in the ring. And I, I don't either, to be honest with you. I mean, as much as I love Sting and, and especially this look of Sting, mm-hmm. um, you know, the surfer Sting, sure, it was cool, you know, but uh, all the colors and everything, like, I mean, it just, it was way too reminiscent for me of the Ultimate Warrior and uh, really trying to, to kind of just play off of that right mm-hmm. but then sting came out with this crow sting and and it kind of you know he kind of took it on as a persona of his own and and has kept it uh, pretty much throughout uh the 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 rest of his career that he's had mm-hmm. um so i like this look on him mm-hmm. um what i'm afraid of though is um sting or steve steve borden yep. that's his, that's his name for those who don't know um Steve is is the type of person who wants to give the people everything. Yeah, uh, the guy has a very big heart. Um, he he, you know, he say he got saved, uh, became a Christian, and and he's 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 of that mindset of I need to do unto others, and I need to help you know everyone, and I need to you know love everyone, and I need to you know if if this is what makes them happy, then I I, I have to do what makes them happy type of thing. Um, and I, I, I think, unfortunately, we're probably going to see Sting back in the ring at some point doing something because that's what the fans are going to want to see. Yeah. And and Sting is going to give it to them. Uh, and and I, I only say this because if you take a look at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, um, they don't pay us for nothing. But no. ProWrestlingTees.com, there are so many different wrestlers that are on there. Um Within 24 hours, before 24 hours hit, that Sting t-shirt that you saw in that photo 
was the number one all-time seller for a t-shirt. That's pretty crazy, yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And it has AEW, Sting, the icon, the baseball bats, the the mask. It's got absolutely everything that embodies Sting, including AEW on it. And it was the number one ever seller, the most, sold the most in a 24-hour period. And I think that that's the reason why, because the people want to see Sting. That's true. Because Vince didn't get, allow us to have the Sting Undertaker, people feel cheated. People yeah. feel like they were not given everything that they could from Sting. And I think because of that, AEW is going to try to capitalize on that, as well as Sting is going to say, I couldn't give everybody everything that I wanted to. Now I have an opportunity to. And um, do I want to see it? I really I really don't because I, I, I have a, a, a love for that guy that I know that if he gets injured even more, that, that things could go very bad for him. And then we just won't have Sting at all no. anymore. And I don't want to see that. No. So we'll see how it kind of goes. You know, I, I got to wonder, too, what, what Vince is kind of thinking all this. Because, you know, obviously he's paying attention. And uh, I'd be curious to know what uh, put my tinfoil hat on briefly and, and think what Vince McMahon is thinking now that Sting is over there. He's got to be thinking, damn, I lost another one, you know. I mean, as long as, you know, they don't do, you know, bring in Hulk Hogan. You know, we, we turn on like full WCW. I just don't want to see that. So I know, I know that's getting a little crazy, a little carried away. But uh, damn, it just it seems like we're just we're taking all these WWE guys. But uh, you know, uh, I, I like the using him as a manager. But uh, I'm afraid too that uh, you're right, Carla. He may want to do too much in the ring, and I think that could be uh, dangerous to say the least. What do you think, Ryan? Well, let's hope not. Yeah. I mean, if if he were in say like a six man tag where he just could get the hot tag. Yeah. Do the stinger splash, put somebody in the scorpion. That's it. Just really cool quick, time. you know, maybe 60 seconds in the ring or whatever, then that would be fine. But as far as him working matches, especially with some of the kids and the bumps that they take in AEW, you, there's, there's some guys in AEW that are reckless in the ring. And mm-hmm. I certainly would want to see him in the ring with one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, for our next topic here, uh, just given our, our time our mark that we're already at here, I'm going to bump something up a little bit, and then we're going to talk about war games. Uh, but uh, first of all, I want to talk about uh, something else with AEW here, and we're talking Mr. Kenny Omega and Don Callis here are going to be appearing on Impact. Um, actually, if you're listening to the audio version of this, it'll, it'll be today. Maybe if you're watching right now, it's going to be tomorrow night. Um, this is pretty wild. This is actually going to tie into a later topic here as well. Uh, AEW working closely with Impact. Um, interesting. Interesting to say the least. Uh, and I, 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 I'm I, interested to see what uh, will come of this. What do you think, Carl? I'm, I'm interested to see as well, considering that we know that AEW has kind of reached out to New Japan and tried to kind of do uh, a mix uh, of, of that as well, like, like a partnership uh, almost yeah. with New Japan. And 
that kind of didn't really work out too well. Uh, New Japan kind of wasn't wasn't wanting to have anything of it. AEW was. They kind of pushed. They, you know, New Japan kind of said, hey, like, back off. No. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how AEW and Impact come together to work to uh, kind of capitalize on uh, on both of the companies and the workers that they have there. Um, I almost wonder if this is kind of a uh, little shot at New Japan going, hey, Look at what you could have had. Look at what we could have done. But if you still want, come on, we'll still let you in, right? I don't know if that's the case or not, but uh, am I interested to see this? Definitely I am. I mean, this is... I don't care if it's WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact, ROH. I don't care what company it is. If you're going to provide me with good professional wrestling, I'm happy about it. Yeah. And if they are going to do something that's going to provide me with some good professional wrestling, I'm happy. Yeah. That's it. And I mean, Kenny and these other guys, you know, still have some connections with New Japan. So I don't think that that partnership is initially off the table by any stretch of the imagination. But um, Ryan, I mean, you, you're pretty tight with some of the impact people there. What, what do you think about uh, this move? Uh, Don Callis bringing Kenny Omega, at least for an appearance, an impact. I think this will be the highest rated impact episode in years. Yeah. Honestly, because of this, the intrigue that'll go into it. Nobody really knows what's going to happen next. But I think in this era of COVID where, and I I know we're going to get into this topic a little bit later, but you know, these companies have to do whatever they can right now to survive. You don't have live audiences. The idea that they're cooperating together, it, it, to me, it makes nothing but sense. You know, I mean, it, and, and obviously, and Kenny's got his background. It, he and Don Callis go way, way back. Way back. So it makes a lot of sense that, that they would do this. Yeah, I, I like the, the the partnership too, you know, because they are both uh, Canadians. And I mean, Don Callis has a, a, the perfect kind of personality to kind of offset uh, Kenny. Just, uh, I, I really like it. And I'm curious to see how far they'll kind of go with it. So I'm uh, excited to see. Uh, and I, I was thinking suspicion that uh, Kenny might not be alone when he goes over there, maybe he'll have some, some friends with him. Who knows? Maybe the young bucks, you know, be interested to see some uh, tag team stuff there. Um, the, the possibilities are, I won't say endless, but there's a lot of cool stuff that you could do there. So interested to see. And like I said, you know, I don't, I don't think that the, uh, the partnership with new Japan is totally off the table. And, uh, like all three of those combined working together could be something of some significance, but as Ryan hinted at there, that's something that we'll get to later in the episode here. All right, before we get to talking about war games, I want to take a brief break here and hear from our friends over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand.
The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. All right, guys, uh, let me uh, take that down. So, yeah, as you heard from our friends over at uh, CollarNobleBrand.com, uh, if you use promo code JKPODCAST at checkout, you can get 10% off your entire order there. And, of course, uh, that last little bit there, the, the Shag Gaspard shirt is actually still up on that store and it is still 10% of uh, those proceeds do go towards his family to help support them after what happens. So some really cool stuff there, some great products, and, and in this case and in some other cases, you know, some stuff for a really good cause as well. And, of course, on top there, when you go to, at that checkout, you can actually donate a little bit towards the uh, try and get this right the first time the cauliflower alley club as well you can donate to them and another great cause there as well all right guys let us get to kind of our main event here for the episode let me pull up our graphic here we go and we're talking nxt war games uh before we kind of break down the matches i have some extensive notes here on this one both good and uh and well, not necessarily bad but uh, you know some things i would uh kind of criticize a little bit, but uh, kind of overall here, uh, let's start with you, Ryan. What did you think just uh, kind of in general before we get into the details of the show as a whole? Actually, you well, did... I, as I said, I said to you guys, I haven't got to see a second <laughs> of it yet. I forgot. Uh, Carl. And, 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 I'm, and I'm telling you, I mean, and I want to because yeah. I've heard, heard nothing but great things about it, yeah. but it just, that night I wasn't able to see the show. So I've just kind of, I've got it saved to watch watch later sure. well, well we'll hopefully give you some reasons to watch but uh you carl and then what uh what did you think just uh in general as uh before we get to the deets here uh the show as a whole what'd you think uh the show as a whole i think was was uh superb yeah. um i love that uh okay spoiler alert for those who haven't uh seen it yet um they bookended the uh, the show with the war game matches. Okay. So I mean, I, for me, I thought that that was fantastic. They had one war games match at the very beginning, then they had their other matches in between, and then they had the last war games match at the end. Um, we've seen before with other companies, and and even with the WWE at times that they'll do them like kind of back to back. And I'm glad that they didn't. Uh, they they kind of had uh, you know that excitement at the beginning. They gave us some good stuff in the middle. They had excitement at the end, and it was an all around good show um i think once again the nxt brand is showing us why uh they are you know more popular and uh, more watched than the actual wwe product <laughs> itself well, it's interesting. I, I agree with a fair amount of what you said there, but uh, I do have a little bit of a different take. Um, the book ending with uh, the two war games matches, I'm not necessarily fond on. Just uh, I think. I've, I, I, this is again kind of the old school person in me. I, I like the the starting small and then working. I'm, I come from the you know the the thought process. You know the Jake Roberts booking one on one school, right? We we start uh, low and then we work to our to our crescendo at the end, right? And um, what I would have done is you know you know the women's match should have been like either co-main event or somewhere in the middle of the show. I felt, uh, I feel, you know, starting too big at, 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 at the start kind of burns you out or just, it, it makes everything else kind of look pale in comparison uh, afterwards. Right. So, but again, that's just my th- not thought process. And I'm not saying Carl's wrong. I'm not necessarily right. That, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I, I think that starting a little too big too early is uh, just a little too much, but uh, we'll kind of get into that here because overall, I thought it was, Let's, uh, 
let's throw it down to Ryan for yeah. that. Um, now that you've kind of heard how the WWE uh, or how NXT did that, what are your thoughts on uh, the book ending of the, uh, the 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 two war game matches as opposed to uh, having them as uh, Mighty Joe says there in the middle or co-main events? I'm I'm kind of in agreement with Joe. I think a card should always start slow and then get faster and then build to the to the big matches at the end. Um, maybe that's just because that's the way we all grew up w- watching, you know, preliminary matches early. And then, you know, you're kind of your mid card, mid level titles, and then the world title at the end. That's sort of, I guess to me, that's always made sense. Uh, but I mean, I, again, have not seen the show. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it may have worked. It may, they may have pulled it off with that, but I'm just more of a, I'm more of, I guess, old school, I guess, on that kind of thing where I just always thought when, Anytime I was ever in the back or around, you know, guys that were booking, they'd always start out with the, the smaller guys first, usually, and then you'd get to the mid-level matches and then the main event. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, it again, having not seen the show, I don't want to pass judgment on anybody's opinion here. But to me, it's just it always made sense for things to – I always thought about it like a, a dance. Mm-hmm. You start out slow and then you speed up, and that's kind of the way that I've always thought wrestling should be booked. So for before we get to the actual matches, I will say right off the top, I, I will give them props, like uh, the entrances, especially for the women and uh, before the start of the match, although they did a really good job with the entrances here. Uh, so for the first match, as Carl uh, hinted out there, we had the women's war game match to kick things off here with Team Candice, uh, Candice Lurie, Dakota Kai, Ra- uh, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm versus Team Shotzi. So Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai. Um, I'll let uh, Carl give his take here first and then... Um, go with mine because I have a feeling that he was probably bigger on this match than I'm going to be. I'm not going to be mean, <laughs> but I do have some, some, uh, some heavy criticisms. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like, I mean, it was, it was good. Uh, it got me pumped and, and that's, that's what I've, that's, that's what I've been looking for. That's what I've, I've been missing out mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, professional wrestling product as a whole, even, uh, lately is, is that I'm not feeling pumped for something. Yeah. And, uh, this really just for me anyways, for this NXT, uh, war games pay-per-view, it really pumped me up for the pay-per-view. And that's why personally, that's why I was happy with there being, uh, the, the, the two matches bookend um, if it had started out slow I, I don't know that I really would have had as much interest uh, because you know tends to be you know the, the the first matches the slower matches themselves they kind of uh, you know there's a, a couple of mistakes that happen and I'm going to notice them and then I'm going to be like ah this is going to be crap and then I'm just going to turn it off but uh, this this here I mean I was I was I was okay with um, I think the, the okay so I'm I'm gonna be a little bit um, hard on something. Cool. Um, I believe it was Io Shirai mm-hmm. up on the top. Yeah, with the garbage can. Mm-hmm. Okay, dangerous. And and th- th- this happened in in a few of the matches throughout the night. And and I'm just gonna put it out there right now to say that I am not a fan of these multi-person big spots that are happening anymore. It used to be that these spots would be able to be uh, fluent. It would just kind of happen. It would be there. It would, it would, it would be like you, you didn't even notice nowadays. 
you see them all huddling up together. You see them getting ready up at the top or wherever they are to do this big move. You see them, you know, kind of all talking amongst each other and kind of still throwing punches. And and then you see them all kind of looking up and waiting and waiting yeah. and looking up and waiting. And, and then finally it happens. And then it just totally takes away from the entire thing for me. Anyways... And then to do that with the garbage can, I think, I mean, like, I mean, it, it, it looked cool, but yeah. I, I just, I don't think that it was even needed, not needed at no. all. And it just, it's, yeah, that, that's, that's my biggest, and that's my biggest takeaway from this entire match was that big spot that to me was so terrible. Yeah. So for myself, I will agree on that too, and uh, that leads to a bit of a bigger problem. But uh, right off the the hop, for me, one of my biggest issues with with the the women's match here and just the characters involved is that all of the roles are reversed. When I'm talking, I'm talking that I'm talking who are the the good guys and the bad guys. I know I know we're not talking with men here; we're talking with women. But all of the the roles and the characters are backwards, right? So we have Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, uh, Ra- uh, Raquel Gonzalez the exception in the group here, but especially Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Tony Storm, natural baby faces, not only looks-wise, character-wise, name-wise. When you think of, like, Candice, Dakota, you don't think bad guy with those names. Uh, and on the other side, you know, we have... <clears throat> Let me pull up the list here. Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, that name itself, Blackheart, you know, in 10, that, that kind of insinuates uh, kind of a, a bad person character. Ember Moon, or Rhea Ripley as well, and Io Shirai, they kind of excel uh, at being uh, heel characters. So for me, just the, the psychology and the roles are like completely reversed of kind of what they should be. I understand that that's just kind of the way that they, they went with it, but that was kind of my main issue off, off the hop. The other big one too, and again, this is just somebody who has been watching wrestling for a long time so this stuff really can stand so to me to the casual observer the, the usual fan maybe doesn't pick up on this but the girls not so much no selling but not selling enough of the, the things happening you know the moves happening and then bouncing right back and getting their stuff in and bouncing right back and bouncing right back and the spot carl mentioned with the trash can everybody bounced right back after that within moments that that totally deal it it deal it. I can't even think of the word. It's not. It doesn't feel legitimate because it, it's something significant that happened. Because they're just they're bouncing right back up to their feet afterwards, and just um, you know, just lots of dangerous spots that are really difficult to, for them to kind of pull off. I, th- I think they're just. I think they they're asking a little too much from these girls, and uh, it's just it's putting them in danger. And as we're seeing uh, in the aftermath here, Candice LeRae possibly with a broken arm uh, coming out of this. So yes. I, I think that uh, they're just they're doing a little too much with the girls which is unfortunate. Um, but having said that, um, that's pretty much it for the, the negative stuff with the show. Uh, I will say yep. just at, at, at the end, there, there, there was also another spot. Again, this is just the, the analyst in me. Uh, a spot with, uh, was it um, Candice LeRae and Shotzi? Uh, Candice was laying down and Shotzi was going for a move off the ladder. And then Candice actually like repositioned herself and then picked up a ladder and placed, or picked up, picked up a ladder that picked up a, she picked up a chair and put it on herself and yeah. essentially put herself in more danger. It was, it was a really odd kind of thing. And that, I think that may have actually been where she got injured. It was just, it yes, was strange it because it looked very set up and you could tell Candace was actually like waving for her to come down. Um, you know, I just said that these, 
I, I, I like that the, the girls are trying here, but the matches still feel too rigid. And like I said, I, th- I think that they're just asking a little too much of them, uh, and then they just went all in with a lot of the stuff. They need to kind of ease into the stuff. And uh, I mean, they're, they're stuck now. They got to go w- with that. But uh, yeah, just a little too much from the girls. I applaud the attempt at the performances, but just a little too much for the girls. And I'm, I'm yeah. worried that a lot of them are, are going to start getting hurt more often. And I really don't want to see that. But going from that to uh, a big positive, uh, we're talking Tommaso Ciampa, Tommy Entertainment versus Timothy Thatcher. Carl, this match was fantastic. This is the kind of match I like to yeah. watch. This is old school. It, it, definitely, definitely it was. I mean, it was uh, it, it just, it, it was great from beginning to end. It really was. And uh, I was super happy, super happy with this match. I, 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 I tried to find something wrong with it. And and there there really wasn't much that I could. I mean, all around, I'm looking like a B plus, a, almost A type of match. So no, I I get it. It was it was good. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna get to that match in a little bit. Uh, just uh, your level dropped a little bit there, uh, Carl. Uh, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll actually get to that a little bit more, but that was actually one of my highlights uh, for that. And then uh, after that, we had uh, Cameron Grimes versus. The strap match was pretty wild too. Uh, what did you think about? Uh, we had kind of an old school uh, strap match here with uh, Dexter Loomis. That's the that, that's his name uh, for whatever reason that escaped me there briefly. But uh, this was pretty wild. I mean, the, that that dude is just like he like gets under my skin like in a creepy good kind of way. Yeah, and I mean, for those of you who don't know, Dexter Loomis, uh, uh, formerly in um, uh, Impact uh, Wrestling. Um, known as Samuel Shaw, mm-hmm. and uh, same same thing. I mean, the same character, same same type of movements, uh, like everything. And uh, I mean, the guy plays it so well, like to the point where, like, I I I, I despise this person. Like I <laughs> I like like Mighty Joe said, like creeped out. And uh, yeah, like just so well done. And uh, the match itself, like 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 Mighty Joe says there, like a classic, an old school strat match, yeah. just fantastic. It worked out so well, and uh, I was totally happy with it. I, yeah, I was happy with it. For sure. And, and just back briefly in the previous match, what I forgot to mention too, what really worked with that Timothy Thatcher and uh, Tommaso Ciampa is at the end, like there was like the stare down between the two guys. Like they didn't take their eyes off each other. And uh, that, that just psych- psychologically just, perfect and you know just sets up more potentially in the in the future i think that's a really good yep. potential rivalry there as well yep, just um, those little things yeah absolutely done uh, really well uh, next up we had the triple threat match for the nxt north american championship between johnny gargargo uh damian priest and the defending champion leon ruff uh some cool some uh interesting stuff in this match some crazy stuff i mean just uh kind of went all over the place here and you know when uh old punishment Martinez from ring of honor. Now Damian priest. I mean, when he's involved in a match and when he's talking, uh, I'm usually liking and paying attention to what's going on. This was a, there's some cool stuff here. Uh, I enjoyed this. Yeah, definitely. It was a good match again. Um, did, did you say his name, right? Leo, Leo rush, Leon rough. Uh, Oh, 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 Leon rough. Yeah. Oh, no, this isn't Leo rush. The, this kid's got a good head on his shoulders. You can tell. (laughs) Yeah, the kid does, definitely. Um, uh, You know, kind of in the uh, internet wrestling community, a little bit of a uh, inside 
joke going on there. It seems as though that the WWE brought in Leon Ruff um, as a replacement for Leo Rush. Very no. similar looking in uh, uh, size, stature, move sets, different stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, a decent, a decent worker. You're so welcome. yeah, I, I'm I, I'm okay with that. Um, the the match itself, I, I really nothing really stood out to me. Like nothing really stood out too too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was good. I mean, I I I, I struggled to find fault in in uh, what happened with that match. Um, but everything else about that match was was good. So yeah, I mean, lots of good stuff coming from all three competitors. All three of them. Um, are good in that ring and they, they worked so well together that you would almost think that they've been doing this together for years yep. when in actuality they really haven't been and uh, just really shows how professional they can be. My only criticism with this match was the the ending. They had the ending, they had it curled, they, they had it in the palm of their hands and they missed it. That moment when Damian Priest was tied up in the in the ropes and uh, Gargano had a rough in that submission, that's where the match should have ended. They could have done that other stuff beforehand. That would have been the perfect match to set up something further with Gargano and Priest, right? Yes. That was the moment. But they, for whatever reason, they decided to continue after that. But that was the match at any moment that should have happened. So I felt that the match was fantastic. Um, I, you know what? I'm still going to call him Punishment Martinez. I don't care. He works <laughs> great with these smaller guys and creates a lot of movement and yeah. space. Uh, he does a really good job doing that. But just uh, the, the ending just, just slightly missed the mark, so to speak, there. But uh, they almost had it. Almost had it. Almost. Yep. I, I definitely agree. Before we move on to the next match, I just I just want to thank Ryan K. Bowman for, for coming on and being on the show. Um, he private messaged us and he let us know that he's got some stuff with uh, with Sports Kita. Uh, they needed to take him away. And uh, definitely Sports Kita, they get first crack at him. Uh, we are yep. just so happy and thankful that he was able to uh, come onto the show with us for a little bit here. And uh, as everybody knows, uh, Ryan Bowman has been, uh, you know, part of our family for a uh, quite a while now and uh yeah thank you ryan again for uh coming on to the show we really appreciate it we understand that sports kita has you super busy and we are super appreciative of not only you but sports kita and for them allowing you to uh to come on with us for a little bit so thank you to both uh, sports kita and ryan k bowman uh and you all know that uh, Ryan will be back with us again at some point. Uh, he loves talking with us, and we yep. love talking with him. So there we go. It's for anybody that kind of noticed, he kind of he kind of went away, and then now he's gone. Yep. Um, that's that's the reasoning why he kind of he he private messaged us and let us know that uh, uh, some stuff happened with Sports Kita that he needs to uh, take care of. So absolutely, thank you, Ryan. All right, man. So the the main event. For war games here, we had the men's match. Let me uh, pull up this one, getting the names right here. So we had the Undisputed Era, which of course is Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish versus Team McAfee, which is of course Pat McAfee, Pete Dunn, Danny Birch, and Oni Lorcan. Um, so with this men's war games match, I thought that they did. See, I don't want it to come off this way. Uh, they, they they did better than the women just because I, I think that the match flowed a lot better. And I will say that. Um, I can't believe that I'm actually saying this, but I'm going to. The big standout performance from this match, Carl, Pat McAfee. Um, you could tell the the Rip Rogers training coming in handy here, and 
the two main things. Uh, the um, the one spot I'll, I'll leave because you had mentioned you know the, those big multi-person spots. I'm not necessarily a fan of either. But that one moonsault that he did off of the, the top row going through the table, that was like one of the smoothest most perfectly hit moonsaults that I've seen hit in quite a long time, Carl. And just uh, the psychology, just uh, he implements it in, uh, in the ring and just uh, the attitude and like that. I mean, this guy's learned from one of the best in the, in the industry and you can tell it's showing now that this guy coming out of the gate, you know, one of the best promos in WWE right now and looking pretty damn good in that ring and, you know, making, uh, doing less is more, you know, not lots of crazy spots, but the spots that he did hit was kind of like, oh, you know, left me kind of yeah. uh, in awe. So uh, congrats to Pat McAfee, a real stand-up performance. Um, everybody knows, if you've listened to this podcast before, that back when Pat McAfee first came in, I had no clue who the guy was. So I was kind of kind of <laughs> critical of him. Yeah. Um, definitely I was. But my tune has changed. It definitely has on Pat McAfee after uh, seeing the promo work that he's been doing leading up to this uh, War Games. And now... After seeing this matchup that happened, I will mention that moonsault off of the top onto everybody that kind of coincides with the whole Io Shirai with the uh, trash can jumping off. I was not a fan of that at all. It just... It, it For me, it takes away... Uh, it's got to be fluid. It's got to it's look natural to me, and that just did not look natural at all. Yeah. Um, even, even, you know, within... Uh, and I know it's different. I, I get it. But like within movies, it's it's natural. It looks natural. They got, you know, because they can work the cameras and and cut, uh, you know, scenes and, and, and do stuff like that within the professional wrestling entertainment world like the WWE does. You really have to try to, to, to minimize that amount of time that you're having everybody standing below just kind yeah. of not doing anything, looking up, going, OK, yeah. Are you jumping yet? okay yeah yeah see if uh, yeah and that takes away for 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 me but yes that moonsault that happened uh you know just off of the top rope on like that was that was fantastic i I was super excited to see that that was super good um the the entire thing like i mean it was just it was good yeah it definitely was good and it kept me watching as well um I was watching it last night for a bit, and then something happened with my uh, with my WWE network, and I had to actually go back and watch it today. Mm. Uh, so I was able to just kind of fast forward through and get to that matchup because that's where it, it stopped for me. So I was able to just see that matchup today. Super happy with everything. Yep. And um, I love the fact that uh, uh, they had... Pat McAfee going out there and really just grilling the undisputed era going, you guys are nothing. You guys are, are just bitches. And you know, we're going to, we're going to end the undisputed era, but yet the undisputed era, spoiler alert wins this matchup. Yeah. And, um, kind of sets things up for a little bit more going forward here. I mean, considering we have the uh, NXT Tag Team Champions that were on Team McAfee and the Undisputed Era, you know, who have, you know, kind of been chasing those Tag Team Championships again, uh, kind of makes for some good television. Um, and and I think that we could re- really do a lot with Pat McAfee and uh, Adam Cole. There mm-hmm. definitely could be a lot that could happen with those two, uh, especially given what we saw out of all the participants in that matchup last yeah. night. 
there is a world of opportunity for all of them to shine. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love this new catchphrase that McAfee has. It must, it must suck to suck. Um, that's a fantastic line. That That's great. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, I think that you mentioned with uh, McAfee and Cole, I think that the actual uh, money rivalry going forward is with Adam Cole and Pete Dunne. Uh, that's a rivalry that you could stretch for a long time and make it really intriguing. Those two guys going head-to-head against each other is very, very intriguing to me. Um, I will say, uh, like the triple threat match, I thought that they messed up a little bit on the finish. Uh, Cole hitting his finisher, actually hitting two of his finishers, and uh, them getting kicked out of, and then O'Reilly pinning Birch to win the match. Uh, I thought it was a little odd the fact that that Cole didn't finish the match there to kind of uh, you know set up something further. It was just it it felt a little out of place to me. Well, not necessarily that we missed the spot, but just that maybe something got changed at the last minute. But just that I thought that given the psychology of the matchup to that point, that the finish didn't make kind of sense to me. I mean, uh, still I think that the right team got over and won, but I just felt that they they missed the opportunity to have Cole finish that match decisively. And you know what? I'm I'm totally on the other end of that spectrum. I'm yeah. glad that they didn't have the two team captains or whatever you want you want to however you want to say it. I'm glad that they didn't have them finish it mm. because now that that's giving me a little bit more of hey wait a second. So these two now have unresolved issues yeah. because technically they didn't beat each other. <clears throat> yeah. So now we have to go a little bit further with this and find out who is actually better mm-hmm. you know so as a team sure you know team mcafee my team fell apart a little bit and uh sure we lost but uh one-on-one dude you can guarantee it's gonna suck to suck <laughs> because yeah. i'm gonna beat you yeah right so it kind of sets that up um and i'm glad that they didn't go with the uh with the two uh the the, the two main guys uh of the team the two yeah. team captains whatever B- pinning each other to win that matchup. Yeah. Well, interesting that we had different takes on that. And, and um, hey, that, that's uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, uh, I still think, though, that, that the money program is with Cole and Pete Dunno. I think that that's, you can, that's almost like Shawn Michaels' Bret Hart territory, guys. Or, um, sorry, Carl, that, uh, I'm still thinking that Ryan's here. But, uh, that, uh, but Cole and Pete Dunn, I think that that is the money program. If you could really do something with that, that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, and we'll see if they can do that going forward. All right, man, I'm going to pull up our next graphic here. And this kind of ties into what we were talking about with AEW working with other companies here. I'm going to pull up Mr. Triple H here. And uh, I actually have the um, what he said about this because we're talking about WWE saying that they're open to working with other promotions. And I'm going to read to you what uh, Triple H had to say about this here. Uh, we're open for business in a lot of ways and a lot of things. People's thoughts and misperceptions, their perceived knowledge of what we do and how we think is often greatly misinterpreted and not accurate. Are we open to the right business opportunities? Yeah. At any given time, we're open to things. It just depends on what they are and if they're beneficial to us in the long term. When I say long term, I don't mean three months. I mean 10 years. Long term, that's how we think. We're not necessarily worried about minute by minutes. Open for business, I think. Vince says that a lot. And I've been around him for long enough to know that if it's the right thing and meaningful to business, he's open to anything. Um, Well said. But 
given that at Gorilla Position, they essentially have a list of everything that they ban, which includes essentially every other major promotion and a lot of the key players. I got to say, I don't know if I buy this w- line of what they're saying here, Carl. They're, they're, they're not practicing what they're preaching. At least that's my take here. I, I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, use a little bit of a play on words here. Um, so uh, we see that AEW is kind of, you know, putting out their feelers and partnering with, uh, with right now Impact Wrestling and, and has done stuff with uh, New Japan. Um, I think uh, with right now with the WWE, considering Cody Rhodes uh, in AEW, there's a lot of, uh, shall we say, smoke and mirrors that is happening Mm -hmm. within the WWE right now to try to make them look a little better, I guess you could say, to try to uh, make them kind of go, well, yeah, you know what? Like, we're open to, we're open for business as well. We're open to work with anybody as long as the situation is right. And it seems almost as though that entire paragraph just kind of says, as long as it benefits us, we're open for it. And uh, if there's one little ounce of something that doesn't benefit us, nope, we're done. Yeah, right. Like that's that's how that's how it felt. That's how it came across to me, anyways. Um, And then and then Triple H kind of going, you know, uh, you know, kind of kind of knowing Vince McMahon. um, So it it seems like there's a lot of speculation that Triple H is sending out there, going, well, you know, I kind of know Vince, and uh, I think Vince uh, would probably be open for something (laughs) like that. Well, I don't buy know, it. Let's hear it from let's hear it from Vince's mouth yeah. then, because right now everything just sounds like speculation. Yeah, it just it feels completely like just lip service. Well, AEW showing that they want to work with the promotion, so we're just gonna say that we are just to, to kind of make ourselves um, look good too. But I mean, you know, the the casual observer maybe would fall for this, but you know. Hardened fans like us here, Carl, we can see through the BS, for lack of a better term here. And like I said, you know, they don't practice what they preach. We, we, we know that there's literally, like I said, there's, there's a page plastered or, or taped to the wall at grill position that says, you know, okay, you can't say this, can't say this, can't say EW, can't say New Japan, Impact, can't mention these people. The, the Young Bucks, literally, like, they have like mug shots of them. No, you can't mention them. And these are guys that, yeah, and they're, they're saying that, them. and they're saying that they want to work with other promotions. I call BS on that flat out. Um, yeah. if, if yeah, they want to prove me wrong, guys, to prove me wrong, work with the promotions, have people crossing over. you you did it with ECW. You can, you can do it. We know you can. Yeah. And if you're saying that you can back up what you're saying, but you know, just, uh, just saying that you, you are going to means absolutely nothing. That's right. I'll just come out and say it and I, I hope they prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, guys. Uh, it would be absolutely yeah, fantastic. Right. Would I like to see Okada show up on, on Monday Night Raw? Absolutely. Is it going to happen? Absolutely not. Honestly, you take a look. The WWE, SmackDown on Fox. Mm-hmm. Okay. What other wrestling promotion is on Fox? We're yeah. looking Ring of Honor. Yeah. Ring of Honor is struggling. I, I, I hate to say it, but yeah. Ring of Honor is struggling. I would love to see a crossover of some sort with ring of honor and smackdown even if it's just smackdown yeah have a crossover and and you know, because they're both on this the exact same network work together to make and i've used the term before make professional wrestling great again yep 
And that's how you're going to do it. You're the largest conglomerate in the world. Why are you not extending a little bit of your hand? Extend your pinky finger even. Just <laughs> extend the pinky finger yeah. and go grab onto that and we'll we'll pull what we can to help you guys out just a little bit so that we can continue to give people good professional wrestling. You know, even if it's just little guest appearances, like uh, surprise appearances in the Rumble and stuff like that, I mean, that, that kind of stuff, you, you would have some really true mark-out moments and have some things to be like, well, you know what, I got a call. Hey, hey, Steve. I don't know anybody named Steve. You got you got to turn turn and watch the Royal Rumble. I remember like when, when stuff like that used to happen, you'd be like, dude, you got to tune in to watch this. That kind of stuff could reignite that those kind of opportunities again because uh, right now that just doesn't exist. And we are starting to see this uh, over on the other side, which, but, but we'll get to that in our final segment for the episode here. But um, there wasn't... Uh, too much in breaking. And given that we're going a little bit long here, Carl, I think I'm going to forgo our, our breaking news segment. And we are going to go right towards, let me pull it up, the Match of the Week segment. <laughs> All right. So for our Match of the Week segment here, we're actually going to start off with uh, Mr. Ryan K. Bowman. Uh, before he did leave, he did uh, send us what he had. Uh, I don't know if you saw it here, yes. Carl, but yeah. uh, oh, I'll, I'll let you uh, actually bring it up. But what was... Uh, Ryan's match for the the uh, the week because it was an interesting one. It definitely was yeah. Ryan Bowman's match of the week. Okay, so first I want to put out there collarandelbowbrand.com, um, owned by Al Snow. Mm-hmm. Al Snow as well is uh, kind of like is pretty much principal owner of OVW. So right now on collarandelbowbrand.com, you can go and help support OVW by purchasing their. OVW 2020 I Wasn't There t-shirt. <laughs> they have that available yeah. over at collarandelbowbrand.com right now. Use our promo code JKPodcast. You'll get 10% off your order for that shirt as well as help support OVW. And I mention this because Ryan's pick comes from OVW. We're talking uh, this uh, this uh, past Saturday at the OVW Christmas Chaos Pay-Per-View Brian Pillman Jr. won the OVW title in a cage match. Nice. Uh, OVW is available on YouTube. So if you want to see, I'm pretty sure that this is going to be available uh, at some point. If not, there's going to at least be highlights that are available. Go and check it out because... Uh, OVW is putting out some amazing stuff right now, and they've got some great uh, names down there of people that you probably haven't heard but have heard kind of of their parents, yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah. Right? So they have a lot of second, third, fourth generation superstars that are out there in yeah. OVW. Go and check that out. Um, that is Ryan's pick for the week is uh, Brian Pillman Jr. winning that OVW Heavyweight Championship. And if you haven't seen that, Google that championship belt. It is absolutely gorgeous. I love the look of that belt. Um, Al Snow, uh, Rod Hicks, I mean, I don't, I don't care who it is. Ryan, I don't care. Somebody get me a replica of that belt, please. Yeah. 
<laughs> thing <laughs> is cool. gorgeous. Yeah. Old school looking. Um, I just love it. I just love it. But yeah, there we go. Like, go and check it out. That was uh, Ryan K. Bowman's pick of the week before he left and uh, had to go and do his stuff with Sports Kita before they took him away from us <laughs> for a little bit of time. He was able to let us know what his pick of the week was. And there we go. Uh, so normally, Big Joe or uh, Mighty Joe, sorry going to take a while to get used to that mighty joe has been allowing me to go first uh for the match of the week this week we are going to let mighty joe do his pick of the week before i do mine Sure. Uh, before I do give my pick, though, I will say uh, again with the OVW, some fantastic stuff going on there. And another uh, really cool name over there for the, or those who we mentioned before, Ryan Howe is actually uh, doing some stuff with the OVW now too. And uh, just on the the social media aspect, uh, actually just yesterday, um, he friend requested me and I accepted on Facebook. So I have uh, for nice. whatever reason uh, just happened very randomly. I have Ryan Howe on Facebook. Uh, whatever it is, like the last week or so, I've gotten like a lot of friend requests from uh, wrestlers in the business. Uh, reaching out to me so um yeah uh that's who knows? fantastic we'll see what uh, something uh, let's, can see, let's see what we can do and maybe yeah mighty joe can work some magic and maybe we can have some of them on uh you know possibly in the new year uh yeah. and, uh, on as guests of uh, of turnbuckle talk that would yeah. be fantastic for sure we'll see what we'll see what we can do uh so for my match of the week is uh, actually not coming from new japan or anywhere else uh, this week so a bit of a different uh, thing there it's actually coming from ww and it is coming from nxt takeover war games and I am talking the matchup. Uh, this was the one that was not for a title or really anything. It was uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Timothy Thatcher. Um, this was an absolutely fantastic match, as I'd mentioned earlier, and just a good old school wrestling match with great psychology. Both guys selling the hell out of everything for each other, and just uh, great psychology in the end of the, the match to th- set things up. It just it was an old school type of wrestling match done right. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa, they, they don't call him tell me entertainment for nothing, Carl and uh, Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher is a guy to watch. You know, he doesn't have the 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 glamorous gimmick or anything like that. He just he's a he's a hard nosed wrestler who just goes in there and gets the job done, win or lose. Uh, he's absolutely fantastic, and I hope that they continue to make good use of him. And of course, like I said, Tommy Entertainment absolutely fantastic when he goes out there. So those two guys wrestling together is just it's gold, man. And uh, that was that was my match of the week. Very cool, very cool. Um, I'm 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 going a little bit different this week. Okay. Um and it's 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 something that not a lot of people are gonna gonna kinda understand, but um AEW Dark. Okay. Um Alex Garcia. Mm-hmm. Up and comer has a ranking of zero and two within AEW right now. Yeah. Taking on Leva Bates. Hmm. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Leva Bates uh, in the WWE was known as Blue Pants for a while. <laughs> uh, her time down in NXT and uh, uh, just a touch on main roster. Um, but to see Leva Bates going out there, and it's not even as though that this matchup was fantastic. Because to be honest, it really wasn't. Yeah. But I am loving seeing Leva Bates kind of on her own right now and um, just working and doing good and really starting to build a name for herself as the only librarian now. Uh, Peter Avalon apparently is no longer a librarian. Interesting. Interesting. Whatever. Uh, But Leva Bates is the librarian. So to see her kind of take that over, which I think it should have been just hers 
in the very beginning it yeah. should have definitely been hers um the match wasn't bad i mean don't get me wrong i mean like it's not like it was terrible botch fest all over the place uh but i've always been a fan of leva bates uh and uh, her in-ring work her promo skills could use a little bit of uh help definitely yeah. but i i'm just I, I was happy and that that's my match of the week only because i'm happy to see leva bates starting to get out there and do more and be allowed to do more so yeah yeah interesting pick and i've always been a fan of uh of the character and the gimmick too i mean she had to look for it and uh yeah it's a uh, you know she's always been really good to she's always been a really decent uh worker in the ring and just uh the character uh, appeals to a fan like me i mean she she has the look and uh you know, it's um, you hooking the, the the male wrestling fan with, uh, with that kind of look, and uh, you know, it definitely has a, a market out there. And uh, I definitely fall into that category. So she always gets over for me, whether she's just on the mic doing her thing or whether she's in the ring doing her thing as well. So I always enjoyed uh, Leva Bates in the ring and that librarian mm-hmm. character. Like I said, well done. I'm I'm a big fan. Yes. All right, man. Let us uh, take a uh, brief break here before we get to our showstopper segment. And since we had mentioned them, let us hear from our friends over at Ohio Valley Wrestling. Hi, my name is Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but you'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No! Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane. What more pain for your butt? Well, so do I at OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> So there we go, our a word from our friends over at OVW, $4.99 for a, uh, a subscription. I guess a pretty good deal. And like I said, they, Carl mentioned too, you know, they put out great content, great matches, and, and by great people over there. It, it's, a, it's a really cool thing that they have going on at OVW. And uh, they've um, always been able to kind of bring up and kind of uh, work with the the up-and-coming talent as well, and uh, they continue to do it. And you know, they have some of their mainstays there as well. And just a, It's a, a great uh, alternative to uh, the other products out there, and I highly recommend it. Definitely. Before we hit our Showstoppers segment for this week, there yeah. is some breaking news, and this happened before we went off air, thankfully. Um, I want to say welcome to the world, Roo. R-O-U-X. Okay. So to, to most people, they're not even going to understand, but this was about 11 minutes ago that this was posted. Welcome to the world, Rue. Hmm. Congratulations to Becky Lynch hmm. and Seth Rollins. So yeah, baby born. Yep. Uh, congratulations from the WWE to Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. And uh, Becky Lynch actually putting out there, welcome to the world, Rue. You are loved you are the love of our lives. Hashtag and new is uh, how oh. she, she put it out there with, with a photo. <laughs> um, here, I don't know if. Oh, yeah. So there Kinda we go. That, that, was, that was the photo that was put out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's something great. That's, a, that's something 
uplifting that uh, thankfully we can we can put out there and uh, Becky Lynch put it out there first so we can announce it as well on this program and I'm happy that, that it's uh, that it's happened that it came out before um, we went off the air because normally all the breaking news happens when we go off the air. So yeah. I digress. Let us get to our showstopper segment. But before you get to, you get to that, I will say though, uh, I'm glad that they seemingly seem to have picked a, a human style name for their child instead of like birdie yeah. or doggy or uh lamppost or something Apple. like that. Yeah. So, um, uh, congrats to them for uh, naming your human, a human name. Uh, yes. you get to <laughs> props for that one. I just thought I had to throw it in there. All right, let's get to our showstopper segment. All right, so for our showstopper segment uh, this week, uh, our topic is, actually, let me, I can uh, pull up the graphics. I did have something lined up as well. Uh, Where did you go? Maybe I didn't, Uh, but we can still talk about it. So we're talking, can AEW's partnership with Impact and New Japan going to make them essentially become a powerhouse in business and really give WWE a run for their money. Uh, I'll throw it over to you, Carl. Uh, what do you think? Um, is this uh, something that I wouldn't say looking for this big number two, which we've always kind of hinted at and talked about, but uh, what do you think about uh, this conglomerate of uh, this coalition, or you want to call it, of these wrestling promotions coming together? Is this something that can really be of some significance, or is this going to be like a, like a short-term fad? Um, I, th- I think it definitely can be of significance as long as it's done properly. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just, you know, like a couple, you know, little appearances here and there, then it's, it's just going to fade out and it's not really going to be too, too much. Um, and, and not even that I want to see like, not that I want to see the AEW title being defended on, you know, impact or ring of honor or mm-hmm. anything like that. Cause I, I don't want to see that. It, it, the title stays there. But this is going to feel a lot more kind of territorial where the champion's going to go there. Um, you know the champion's not going to lose, but the champion is there. And the champion brings along a few other guys that can, uh, you know, put on a good show and allow everybody to kind of intermingle and uh, make for, as we've said before, some good professional wrestling. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. We don't care. Like all this stupid wwe entertainment stuff that's been happening sure people love it don't get me wrong there are some people that love the wwe i still like some of the stuff that the wwe does that people don't like mm-hmm. i do don't get me wrong otis freaking love otis and he's just this big clown of uh, <laughs> of, of a guy that's in yeah. the ring does this uh, little caterpillar move that he does and uh yeah like it, it, it's a it's a comedy thing it's entertainment but i but i like it i enjoy it but to, to actually see like some professional wrestling uh, happen between different companies will be fantastic. And not that we're looking for that to become all one company and take over the WWE and overshadow and, and not at all. Because I've always been of the mindset that I want to see all the companies being able to survive and give us good professional wrestling. That's all I want. That's all I ask for. And if these guys coming together to do uh, interpromotional matches works, and as long as they continue on with it and build some storylines behind them, then I think that it could be a very successful thing in a long-term capacity. 
Right. Um, you know, the kind of stuff that I want to kind of see as well as say, just to, to kind of throw some examples out there, I want to see like, say the, uh, motor city machine guns are having a magic impact, right? You have the young bucks come out and just super kick the hell of the motor city machine guns and cause hell and then leave, you know, on the AEW side of things, maybe involving the young bucks or whoever again, have grills of destiny show up out of nowhere and just kind of run rough shot to a little stuff like that. You know, to set up, like you said, a storyline to set up some dream matchup scenarios, you know, um, that, that kind of stuff would, would really intrigue me, you know, have Okada show up and challenge Kenny Omega in a, or something like that, you know, it just, it's, yeah, you have a potential for a lot of really cool dream matchups there, and, you know, have Naito show up in impact or, you know, have say guys like, uh, Uramura kind of show up and maybe do a match with somebody on EW or impact or they just, you have a lot of big pool of talent there and you can exchange and do some really cool stuff and some dream matchups that we've never seen before to really kind of get the wrestling world talking. And like I said, to get those moments where you're, Hey, you're on your phone, whether it's a call or whether it's a text to be like, Hey, no, so-and-so wherever you know, you got to turn your TV on. You got to watch this now. That's the kind of stuff that I want, you know, and whoever it be just, it's those moments in that engaging of the wrestling community into really getting into watching wrestling in, in large quantities of people. That's what I'm after. And I think that this kind of movement could help facilitate that because WWE is not doing it. So these other guys, I hoping that they can make a good legitimate shot at doing it because that would be really damn cool. It definitely would be, and I would be uh, very happy with uh, with seeing that. Definitely, yeah. I would. So, yeah, I'm really hoping that they could uh, pull it together. Like I said, just the 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 it's limitless what they could do there, and um, that's not a Keith Lee um, reference whatsoever because we know that you know he's in NXT now and he won't be able to do any of those kind of stuff. Even though WWE claims to, hey, we don't work with other companies. Yeah. I want to see you guys actually do it and back it up. And I That's don't right. see it happening, especially with Vince still around. All right, man. So I think I said about wraps up here for this week. Before we go, uh, do you have anything that you want to uh, plug or promote? I think we've done everything except yeah. maybe uh, Phoenix. Uh, yes. FNXfit.com. Um, we are still, uh, uh, you know, kind of partnered up with them here. Uh, you, you want some uh, health supplements, some workout supplements, uh, visit FNXfit.com. We have a promo code there, TBTalkPod, to get you 15% off your order. Um, so, yeah, go and check them out as well. And if you're not following us on all of our social media, it's very simple and easy. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TBTalkPod. Pod, that is where you find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Absolutely. And just uh, before we do go wrap up for this, uh, for this week here, um, so just to kind of briefly promote something, uh, can't give any details, but all we're going to say to you guys, uh, for those who like to, to watch us and listen and follow and watch and, and download and whatnot, coming in the new year, all we could say is that we have something new coming for you guys. That's all we can say for the time being, but just rest assured it is going to be something different and it is still going to be cool and it is going to involve uh, us too. And that's all we can say for now, but stay tuned for more information on that. And when, as we can, we'll give you guys some more info. It's going to be cool. That's all I will say. Definitely. I think you guys are going to love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited it. for it. So, uh, it'll be very, very cool. Yeah. All right, man. I guess that about wraps up here for this week and we'll see you guys on the next one. It's me. It's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at hitting the marks.com. And I'd like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows we have you can find that all at givingthebucks.com. Run.
Lost.